More from the Media First blog. Crucial lessons from a painful podcast interview and a spokesperson who showed how to deal with tough questions. We've been talking a lot lately about podcasts. As well as guiding you through how to get started with your podcast, we've also explored how to prepare spokespeople to appear on this format. And if you needed any evidence of why that preparation is so crucial, an interview that grabbed our attention provided the perfect example. It took place on the Guardian Politics Weekly UK podcast. And it's an interview where the journalist described the spokesperson's lack of preparation as like turning up to a football match without your boots on. The podcast episode focuses on the Froome by-election, and part of it's an interview at a coffee shop with Liberal Democrat candidate Sarah Dyke. And it started well enough. But the wheels began to fall off when the conversation moved to mortgages, people's monthly living costs, and the housing situation in the area. What about mortgages? People's sheer month-to-month living costs on that score. But the housing situation in Froome? And in some of them through more widely. How is it here for people? Well, I tell you, I, I tell you what. I mean, this is just us thinking out loud. We have got we have got a massive issue with the um, uh, housing crisis around um, not being able to build houses at the moment, purely because we've got um, a, a Ramsar catchment area, which is a very uh, area around kind of sensitive around po- phosphates, and so we've there's a restriction on building. Um, so there is a restriction on on building in large parts of Somerset that are within that catchment. Froome isn't within that catchment, so is taking a lot of pressure around. And, um, speculative planning applications so I could uh, maybe talk around something like that. I suppose people have an idea from the outside that Summerton and Froome because it's rural and the parts of it that get attention, get attention because they're fashionable right like Bruton and Froome mm. two towns that are always in Sunday supplements and all that and people have an idea from the outside that this is quite an affluent part of the world right mm. and that's not the whole truth at all is it? Mm. Yeah, there's, there's, you know, there is obviously that it, it does have a look of affluence um, in, in the area. I mean, it's a beautiful area. We're very, very lucky to, to live in this part of the world. But there are pockets of deprivation. And, um, you know, there's... there's the... It's OK. Take your time. Locking. Take your time, don't worry. Excuse me, because I'm just having my, my coffee as... I thought I shouldn't have had the extra shots. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, no, it's just because I've, I've drank coffee too far too quickly because I haven't had a coffee in, since about seven o'clock this morning. The coffee is strong as well. Right. What do you want to know? Something is a subject that I don't know anything about. <laughs> about I'm not, not going to be able to give you an answer for very sensibly. Or d- what, on, on, the, on the sort of general economic state of the constituency? Um, well, I can talk... Yeah, I mean, there's pockets of deprivation. I mean, what else? You know, what can we, what can we say on that? Really, I don't feel I, I don't feel that I'm prepared at all for for this, Amy. It's all getting a little bit um, above right. above my station. Sorry. When the journalist said she'll face much more exacting questions during the build-up to the election, Ms. Dyke said it was the second day of the campaign, and then the interview came to a premature end. In short, it was a bit of a mess, albeit a memorable one. So what can other spokespeople learn from this? Well, firstly, it's a reminder of the importance of preparation, something we always stress during our media training courses. That preparation should focus on what she wanted to say and the issues that could come up. 
and on the format of the interview, Ms Dyke didn't appear to know whether this was an interview rehearsal or whether parts of the interview would be edited. Answers suggesting she could talk around particular subjects and conversations with the press officer make it feel as if she thought the audio would be edited. But that wasn't the case. It's also a reminder that while podcast interviews can have a relaxed feel, and this one took place at a cafe, spokespeople must still be ready for challenging questions. And they should be aware that what they say on a podcast can travel far and wide. The Daily Express, The National and The Spectator are among those that covered this interview mishap. Ms Dyke, to her credit, took to social media to address the interview. On Twitter, she said... I messed up in an interview on the first day of this campaign. My passion and desire to do this job got the better of me and I got nervous. I'm going to spend every day campaigning hard and proving to the people of Somerset and Froome that I'm the best choice for our area. Well, time will tell how damaging the interview actually is, but there is something refreshing about a spokesperson, particularly one in politics, owning their mistake. We were asked to look at this interview by one of our blog readers, and it's not the only recent interview we've been asked to review. As one reader said, it's always helpful to have some extra ears looking out for this stuff. And we believe there are always media training lessons to learn from how others perform during TV, radio or print interviews. Now, you may not agree with everything he said, but Lord Bethel's appearance on Radio 4's Today programme was an excellent example of a spokesperson remaining composed under pressure from tough questions and not trying to evade questions he'd rather not face. He appeared on the programme after former Prime Minister David Cameron and his former Chancellor George Osborne rejected claims at the UK COVID-19 inquiry that austerity measures left the UK exposed to the pandemic. During a series of questions from Michelle Hussein about the government's preparation and handling of the pandemic, the former health minister, Mr Osborne, was pushed on the use of VIP lanes for PPR procurement and he was pushed on the subject of people making a lot of money on equipment that was not, I quote, fit for purpose. There are bits of it that I find extremely distasteful, but it's a fact of life, Michelle, that you need people who want to make lots of money to go and do entrepreneurial things. People have made money out of vaccines, they've made money out of ventilators, and they make money out of working in hospitals. Making money, money itself is not, a, is not a crime, but listen, the inquiry and the police will look into whether uh, any laws were broken. Now, personal questions have tripped up many media spokespeople, as we've highlighted in our media training blogs, but not Lord Bethel. Here's how he responded to a question about what mistakes he had made during COVID. You're springing that on me a bit now. I mean, listen, I made micro mistakes about individual junior ministerial decisions. I had some mindset mistakes that I went into it wrong. But overall, I, you know, I worked very collaboratively with my officials. And overall, I think our response was as, as good as we could have had under the circumstances. Now, what I liked about this interview was that it felt different from any other political ones. There were no attempts to evade tricky questions with the banal, robotic repetition of prepared lines and messages. He was prepared to admit that the response was not perfect. And it wasn't perfect. He repeated the journalist's negative language when the journalist suggested it was embarrassing that the country had to make a public appeal for makers of ventilators to come forward, and some of his language could have been simplified to make it a bit easier to digest. Also, accusing the reporter of jumping around a bit could suggest irritation at the line of questioning. Not ideal. But you can find fault with almost any interview, and overall, it was an impressive performance. Hopefully, he'd prepare in a similar way 
for a podcast interview. Read and hear more from our blog at mediafirst.co.uk. Media First, specialists in communication training.